Hi, it's Grant Morris from Happy Hour. I'm here with the digital producer of our show, Andrew Sirock. Sirock, Sirock, how are you, man? I'm good. Miss you. I know, I miss you too. It's been a long time since we did a live show <laughs> back there at the Maple Leaf. We have done a few of our Zoom shows, but we got sort of tired of doing those, and they just didn't seem to be any different to anybody else across America's Zoom happy hour. So we decided instead of trying to recreate the magic of happy hour at the Maple Leaf, we would just look back at some of the nine years worth of shows that we've made, almost 10 years worth of shows that we've made now, and pick out some of our best of shows and take a look at those. Because now, apparently, according to the governor of Louisiana, it's going to be at least another 20-something days, 28 days. Is that right, C-Rock? Is that what he said? Uh, you, you've got the information, not me. <laughs> no, that's what I heard him say yesterday. It's going to be 28 days before we go back. So the Maple Leaf is not going to be open for at least another month, at the very least. And then, of course, people still have to feel like coming down to the Maple Leaf and having a drink with us and sitting around a table completely filled with strangers, shoulder to shoulder, and then having people... It might be a while. ...laugh and cough on them. Exactly. Yeah. So, until then, what we decided to do is go back into our archives and play some of the shows that we recorded over the past almost decade. And to do that, we're going through our Happy Hour crew and asking people one at a time to pick their favorite show. So, today is your turn. What have you picked for us to take a look at? Yeah, so I chose the episode. It's called the Totally Random All Cajun Happy Hour Specials from January 30th of 2019, last year. And um, normally we rely on cocktails, you know, to get people to the table and get them talking. But this is just one of those happy hour magic episodes where sort of a group of people realize they've got something in common. And it doesn't really matter, but in this case, it was that they all have, you know, some Cajun heritage. And from there, the conversation just opened up and over the course of an hour, you know, strangers become somewhat friends, you know, and it's, you this see, is a great like, choice, you, there's a great choice. Yeah, this is a great this, show. This is uh, one of those crazy coincidences. The whole idea of happy hours, it, it's totally random that it's a collection of absolutely random people. And it's amazing how often we find that people have stuff in common, but this show, it was absurd that every single person had a Cajun background and we're Cajun heritage. Yeah, well, we're, we're pretty much in the right place for it. But um, I think you know it's a good episode when at the end of the hour, everyone says, you know, oh, I could do another hour easy. You're right. Let's check it out. I'm looking for Ash Griffberg, gunslinger and director of live feed on Happy Hour. I'm your elderberry. I'm tired of you trying to get in on the claims, Griffin. Well, all I was asking was that you pledge as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash it's New Orleans Happy Hour. There's all kinds of exclusive content to boot. The hell are you talking it's about? It's just one dollar per year for every bullet hole I'm about to put in. I'm going to give you two the kind of... Just need one. Showtime. Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of the limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour. A random, no, what is it? 
uh, a random conversation. No, no a, conversation. a cocktail fueled. Co- Ooh, nice, there it is. A cocktail yeah. fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a couple of blocks down from Napoleon Avenue in Uptown, and they have a four-hour happy hour here every single day of the week, Monday to Friday, and a brunch on the weekends, and they have a whole bunch of new drinks as well, but no one actually told me what they're called. You say that whole thing in your sleep, don't you? Like mm-hmm. in your dreams. I did, and that. then I just suddenly looked up and and I couldn't remember where I was. You got lost in my eyes. Yeah, or yeah. You put me. This is Andrew Duhon we're talking to. He's back after a long absence of a month or so. Yeah. On the West Coast. Got out of town for a while. I kept up with you on Facebook. Low. I see you were playing music, which I didn't realize you were a musician. Uh, <laughs> so that's awesome. <laughs> There's a lot about me you don't know, Grant. But apparently. Yeah. How did it go? This West Coast Honestly, tour. Honestly, great. It, my thriving self-doubt even cannot deny that it went quite well Ah, it was good yeah so quite well quite well all right Mm -hmm. that's as much as we can get out of you yeah yeah looks like it was sold out and people showed up there there were some sold out shows yeah Uh, all the aunts and uncles came out and packed the room so wow yeah there you go so welcome back good to see you back actually yeah we missed you back dude hey today's happy hour is brought to us by basics on magazine street near jefferson avenue where uh they sell fine lingerie and swim and gym clothes a full range of fashion swimsuits workout and yoga clothes also hangover destroyer which is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover and the positive vibrations foundation who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts music culture and heritage and that's what we're talking about today it's cajun day here on happy hour it's our special once every 10 years, we do a Cajun Day show, and this is it. Wow. So Andrew Duhon's name is actually Duyon. pronounced Duyon. That's if right. If you get sort of a few miles west of here. How far west do you have to go before it's Duyon? Uh, I would imagine it starts in that bridge to get to Delcom. So the Delcom Bridge is probably where it, What do you think, Louie? Where do you Louis think it happens? Is here. I, I wasn't sure if it started like five miles west of here or not. Louie Michaud is the real Cajun from Arnoville. Well, I live in Arneville, near Arneville. I'm from uh, Lafayette, Broussard. From Broussard. Yes, sir. You don't hear many people say that around here in New Orleans from Broussard. Well, it's got enveloped by Lafayette, but, uh, you know, we grew up in the middle, which is called Pilet, between Lafayette and Broussard. Hmm. Really? It was called the middle? Well, it's a little town that got, you know, enveloped by both of them, but right. it's, it's still on the, some maps, you know? Right. And if you're wondering who Louis is, he's the lead singer and violin player, or fiddle player, I suppose we say. Do we say fiddle? Fiddle. Violin sounds too pretentious. It means you read the music. We make it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and a band called the Lost Bayou Ramblers, who are, how would you describe Lost Bayou Ramblers? Someone described them to me as the flogging molly of Cajun music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that people have definitely uh, made a lot of interesting comparisons. We're, we're definitely a Cajun band. Uh, we do all kind of fun and crazy things, but we're definitely a Cajun band. You definitely are a Cajun band. But there's a lot of sort of uh, psychedelia, rock, and punk, or whatever the hell else. Yeah, you know. It's very interesting what you've managed to achieve. I don't know, did you set out to achieve that, or did it just happen? It just happened. It just happened. You're just an actual, real crossover band. Yeah, it just, I mean, it's just what comes naturally after you play for a while. Like, we started very traditional, and then, you know, once we got comfortable with our own sound and such, and then more different band members started coming and going with their own influences, and we welcome it, you know. Oh, I thought it was all came from you and Andre. Well, I thought you were like had came up we, with this concept. No, nah, we just sit there and play fiddle and accordion. All these people around us do all these fun things, and we encourage them. 
Well, you're almost as self-effacing as Andrew. I guess it's maybe is that a Cajun trait? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, hey, Self-deprecation. Music producer. Cajun Catholic, the worst kind. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving around the Cajun table, Lizzie Gitro is here as well. Now, hey, that's y'all. how Cajun is that? Cajun enough, I would say. Where are you from originally? So I'm from Baton Rouge. Hmm. It's not very is that, Cajun, is it? I don't it's know. Not very Cajun. Well, it's French. It is French. Yeah, you're Doesn't right. Doesn't get much more French than Baton Rouge. They're both French. Those I mean, words. Peelet. Broussard. Broussard. Well, Broussard yeah, is well, French. Baton, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Guitro is more more Cajun than Michaud. But is they it? want to talk like blood and stuff. I mean, we're yeah. Creole, Haitian, uh, French, whatever. But anyway, I'm. I'm well, what sort of into what sort of Cajun is Michaud? Is that like it's French, French, Creole, like French, French Cajun. But oh. we have a little Broussard. Okay. And like, do y'all do home. That, that's Cajun, Cajun, right. Acadian, we should say. Acadian. Oh, okay. You know, that's okay. the thing. All the distinctions. So, know. what's Guitro, Lizzie? What's your parents' situation? Guitros are Civil War deserters, allegedly. <laughs> well, that's all I know about what does the Guitro line. Civil War deserter. <laughs> so, someone who likes dessert and they were in the Civil War. Yeah, the people that brought the sweets to the Civil hey, War. Hey, okay, that's pretty cool. Someone yeah. had to do the, the catering. You never think about who did the catering for the Civil War. Yeah. The Guitros did, what, what actually. Is, yeah. They made dirty rice and... What, what is Guitro? What is Guitro? I, mean, I really don't know. There's not a lot of not to be Acadian? said about in the history. Actually, I found out I'm actually a quarter Swiss recently, which really threw me for a loop and made my world a little unsteady. So I'm still processing that. I can process that here, I You don't I guess. like the Swiss. I love the Swiss. I have no, you know, it just... I've always been told I was surprised. just Cajun or French and nothing else. And I guess we really don't know until... Until you do 23 and Me for Christmas. <laughs> until the documents come up. How did you, you know. get... Did you do that 23 and Me thing? One of my aunts tracked it down through, like, immigrant records and stuff like that. Oh, so you haven't actually seen this in a DNA test. I don't want to give my DNA to someone. I'm, I'm also a big... Uh, no. You don't want to snitch on your family it. if they uh, commit a crime. I'm afraid to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this thing. Swiss thing isn't necessarily Damn. true. I wouldn't believe that. What you wouldn't think? believe that? No. Louis, you were buying that? I'm kind of pale, though. Yeah. Doesn't it fit? Look at me. I look Swiss. This Facebook thing, I look Swiss. Very Swiss. Do you think so? <laughs> Thanks, Lou. Okay. All right. And Brandon Beard is here. Brandon, what's your nationality? Um, well, that's fun because the way I uh, spelled my name when I gave it to you um, is kind of a lie. I made it phonetic. My name what? is Super Cajun. It's Beard is how it's pronounced. But it's not you spelled. Kidding. If you look at it, you're like Bolliard, Bolliard. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's been a torture my whole life because I lived in Florida for a long time, so Smart. I just made it phonetic. So Smart. well, finally this you've is come home to your own yeah. friend. Yeah. So this yeah. is total Cajun date. Yes. So how do you spell it? B U I L L. B U L L I A R D. B U L L I A R D. And that's pronounced B R D. Are y'all from Evangelum Parish or? Uh, um, St. Martinville. St. Martinville. Uh, okay, right that's what it is. That's what it is. I knew it reckoned. Bell. Uh huh. All right, all right. We'll talk. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> so I'm the only person here who's not Cajun. Yeah. Uh, that's how about that? The Ville, my, some of my wife's best friends were Beards from St. Martinville Uh-oh. but moved to Villeplat. That's why I asked Evangelum Parish. I got family there too. The Le so prob- Yeah, okay. that's my family. So you guys <laughs> are actually really related. Weird. We're Small related. World. Okay, that's how long? Hard. It's taken eight minutes. <laughs> eight minutes. And we've made the connection. So what's your, your, what's your wife is a She's related. from Villeplat, and her best friend growing up was a Lemoyne whose parents were Beards from St. Martinville. Okay. okay. We're all related somehow. <laughs> now, what? how did you get out of St. Martinville? Uh, I grew up in New Orleans, actually. I okay. did not uh, grow up. My family's from St. Marlboro. I grew up here. 
Do they still spell their name B-U-I-B-U-L-L-I-I-R-D? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. So yeah, you just do yeah. this because you for the sort of uh, your stage name. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm also a podcaster, and so I, I made my stage name. I didn't want to inflict the B-R conundrum on the world, so I changed the spelling of it. Okay. Now yeah. Lizzie is the chief of production at Work Like Pictures, which makes movies. That's true. And you're the president and CEO of. <laughs> Dreams to Media. That's a yeah, huge empire, huge company, Dreams to Media. Well, Work Light Pictures has only got a couple of people on their website. I'm also the CEO. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, you guys yeah. both, yeah. So Another connection. We run the world. So Dreams to Media is your own company in which you're setting out. This, this is the most meta thing I've ever seen in my life. You're setting out to be a media superstar. Sure. And, yeah. and making a series of podcasts about trying to become a media superstar. Correct. You're right. It is very meta. It is. Yeah. Yeah. One of the shows, I just kind of tell my story uh, in the hopes that it inspires other people to do their dream if it's that or something else, because I always knew what I wanted to do and I started to do it. But then just for a lot of reasons, I turned away from it. And now what were the reasons? Uh, you know, when you do something different, when you want to go into media or do something creative, a lot of times you, um, you know, your family doesn't quite get it. Your friends might not get it. You know, so cultural norms, they just don't get it. They want you to so have you like a traditional career. You were swayed by your friends. And not at first, but then, you know, you after time, you kind of uh, let those things seep in and it creates this whole internal monologue. So, but, um, but yeah. everybody here at this table has somehow defeated that yeah uh, well that's no just still, constantly grappling there you go that's <laughs> it, yeah. do you still think you have to sort of give up being a musician and go back to working at the post office or something uh i i don't know if it's that i just think uh that the uh the goblins of um of uh of self uh doubt and 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 self-edit are always there and you wonder you know what of it is important for people to see and what of it is just unpolished and and you know belongs at the floor of your workshop you know do you have this problem louis of self-doubt when you create stuff oh of course yeah that's that's the artist's um you know mo is first doubt and then realize eventually you realize that you shouldn't and that you shouldn't censor yourself and just go straight through but yeah i mean as cajun catholics especially I mean, you know <laughs> so that's a cajun catholic thing oh it's, it's heavy yeah so what? How can you describe? So you have the same thing. Are you Catholic as well, Brandon? Uh, the VRs are Catholic. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so you've left everything behind. Catholicism. Yeah. I, I, I am. Smoked I'm, meat. I am post-Catholic, by yeah, the way. Post-Catholic. Post -Catholic. That's Catholic. a good way to put it. So you guys are. Yeah. I mean, I still pray to Mary, but you know, I'm not over <laughs> <go> to church. <laughs> well, if it helps. But but you you're Cajun Catholic when it comes to your personality. Well, it's just, you just have you no choice. At that. a certain point, you have no choice. You yeah. can't right. run away as far as you can, yeah. but, you know. The you brand only yeah. heals so much, right. you know. It's still branded <laughs> on you, you know. You can't, you're going to be there. a Cajun Catholic no matter what happens to you. Lift up your shirt. Yeah. Right? It's right. there. It's right. there. Yeah. Well, how Swiss are you then, Lizzie? Do you have this Cajun Catholic guilt? Oh, luckily I wasn't raised Catholic. Good so for you. Luckily. I'm free. Wait, what were you great. raised as? Um, I guess just niceties. Nice. Just no, be nice. No religion. Well, my, very my family's religious, and you know maybe that's what makes me like a nice, smiley person. But now I think I'm more of just like a do what you do to enjoy it, and don't think too much about it. But just really hard. Amen. Uh -huh. Really uh -huh. hard. It's really hard to be nice and not think about it. Yeah. What, what's your, what's your sort of default? 
What do you mean? When I'm not being nice? Yeah, you mostly well, just mean and nasty and selfish. I'm a lot of curse, right? I can be kind of a, kind of a bitch in my head, but I feel like I'm really nice on the outside, which is so you're maybe actually that's part thinking. Of being yeah, you're thinking yeah. Andrew Duhon's an asshole, but you're smiling at him. Is that what you're saying? I, I don't mean, mean to put words Andrew in your Duhon, mouth. you seem just fine. <laughs> do yon, do yon, please. Do yon today. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, so okay. So everyone else mispronounced your name. No, I do it too. I mean, okay. it's it, I, I find I find it's necessary to make sure people can Google after the show. You know, you gotta. Right. Well, this you, is how we got Biad. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Duhon and Misha. That's a very difficult Wait, name. Gitro. You know. Is it Gitro? Gitro. Oh, okay. Gitro. I mean, so I, was, I get Git Gotro more yeah, than anything. Yeah, right. Gitros and Gitro. Yeah. And what do you get? My shot or something? We all kind of things. Yeah. We had a, but actually, I had a, a dog at one point, uh, not related to Andrew, but we caught him. Duhon because he was from Port Arthur, Texas. <laughs> I was going to say, when you cross that line, it goes back to Duhon, too. Yeah, that's right. So his okay. name was Clint Duhon, and he was... Uh, the yeah. dog's name was Clint Duhon. Yeah, amazing okay. country singer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, yeah. so it's only Duhon for like 100 miles. Yeah. Or well, it, That's interesting. Well, and then you can go up to Acadia, I, I, I suppose. Okay, Acadie. Acadie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. uh, in Canada itself? Yeah, you mean? Oh, they're all over Oh, then you're back to Duyon. That's right. But if you go to France, I believe it's Duon. Duon. Right. Duon. Yeah, because H is not Y in, in real French. H is not pronounced. Duyon. Right. No, okay. No. Yeah, well, that's... Or that's Cajun, like Cajun French has more of the roll tongue, a lot of Spanish inflections, and... Yeah, and French French has well, more guttural. Right. Well, people say, is this true, actually, Louis, that Cajun French is actually like French that's stuck in the 14th century or something? Yeah, it's like uh, never 16th and 17th century French mixed with Spanish, English, Native, yeah. all so kinds of African. More connect, you have more in a relationship with like someone like from maybe Joan of Arc than you do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So the Canadian French, has is, is that changed? Yeah, they. I mean, they've standardized in their own way, but I mean, you know, they all have. They're all a, a similar. You know, theirs was more. It has been more accepted and, um, you know, standardized. Should I say, in the last hundred years, where ours has been completely oral. Okay. You know, theirs is taught in school, but they also have like Shiac, which is English and French, and like Quebecois, which is. But theirs is all similarly based on the original French that they came over with. Right. But it's probably updated more. Quebec is more in line with modern French. I mean, they have their, obviously, their own hardcore dialect, but they've also modernized a bit. Are you connected, do you feel culturally connected to people in Canada, the Acadian people in Canada? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I went, actually I learned, uh, you know, how to really speak French in Nova Scotia and it's all the people with the same names. And so like the Sonniers, the Gilbos, the on and on, the Boudreaux and Thibodeaux and with no X. And, you know, so it's like the same people minus all the other Louisiana influences, the African, German, right. Spanish, what's all, the, Irish. And what's everything. the food like? Is any of that? Oh, well, yeah, that too. That's, so that's the whole thing. It's like if you took a Louisiana Cajun, you removed all the Louisiana from it. Including <laughs> the crawfish. You're left with like... Uh, like bread or dough with just salters and lobster. No. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But they still have the same sort of music. Uh, no. Well, that that's different too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're because well, the music, our music, got influenced by everything in Louisiana as well. So they didn't get all that. But they honestly have a more Celtic style music. There's a lot of Celtic stuff in your 
music, I think, too. Some of well, that might be it. Do you think there is? Not really, but I no. mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree, okay. but I wouldn't I, say that. But I was listening to um, to your new stuff, to the stuff that you put out yourself on your own label. The Misho's Melody Makers or the oh the Stone? No, no, the Stone yeah. album. That that well, when I say album, it's got two songs on it. Well, uh, yeah, well, it's one. It's one Once, song with yeah. two sides. Well, yeah. one is forty-five minutes. The other is one minute. Yeah, well, we had to do the one minute one just not to confuse uh, iTunes and Spotify and all because they were trying to make it a single. So, ah, <laughs> so we just had like the people clapping so, on one track. Well, that's what the one minute one. I never got to. Yeah. but the forty-five minute one. It's like one long track, and it's got. A, it seems to me to have a lot of Celtic. Well, sort of Spider Stacy from the Pogues okay. is playing on that, so he ah. brings some of that. But of course, you know the fiddle. I mean. I love Irish music. I don't play any, but I love to listen to it. And I mean, besides playing with the Pogues stuff with with Spider, but uh, you know, it's it's definitely, you know, the the fiddle. I think was the main vehicle where the music came from, Acadie to Louisiana as well as France, Louisiana. Like the fiddle has kind of been a main transport of the music. The accordion came later. Okay, that and was interpreted. Yeah. Right. So that's a good segue to get the fiddle out and, and play something. All right. Could we have a better? Yeah. And there's two fiddles. Uh, you got, you got a, are you going to accompany me? Andrew's going to play as Man. well. All right. So, so I have to, uh, to, to out myself here. I, I went out to the, uh, the Black Pot camp this mm. year, and I brought a fiddle that a fella from Cajun Country gave me some years back. But, you know, I, I play some guitar, but I don't play fiddle. I don't know how to play it. But I went out to the camp, and there's some crash course lessons, whatnot. Took a couple. Sure enough, I feel like maybe I could learn it somewhere down the line, a it's, little something. It's in the blood. Just to yeah. company a jam would be really great. But uh, I'm not there yet at, at, by any stretch of the imagination. I haven't shed it at all. So I'm not there, but I'm excited to learn somewhere well, years down the line. That's great. How far away are you from playing in public? Like five minutes? Uh, no, I, I got one right here. Dude, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to destroy your fiddle in front of you, but I, I don't think we should do that. You know, I think okay. we should let the masters. Okay. Show us <laughs> what they enough. do. You know? All right. What do you want to play, Louis? What do you uh, the first song that came to mind just now was Vossa Pop, and it's uh, speaking of the Celtic. Uh, Dennis McGee recorded this like in 27 or 28. 28 or 29 and uh you know he is a mcgee but you know when they asked him what what kind of name is mcgee he says french because every mcgee he knows speaks french huh. but no doubt that i think his grandpa or, or his father even was a celtic fiddle player my my wife's great uh grandpa great grandpa red wilson was a tugboat captain uh drove the um, steamboat america who's a f famous steamboat they raced up for the, you know, the product and everything. But he was a uh, like a Scottish, Irish, Scotch-Irish fiddle player mm. called Dances and all that. So, that, I mean, there's definitely got to be that influence. Mm. This is something called Valsa Pop. Uh, you know, make over what you will, but it's a Cajun song, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Now we've got the volume right. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it in the next do one. Do it later. Yeah. Okay. That's deceptively <laughs> uh, difficult to blew that by the look of that fiddle playing, right, Andrew? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, and, and it's all that the playing two strings at the same time, they call it double stop or whatever you call it, but like that stuff is just so, so beautiful and it has it, it has everything that that's in the feeling of Cajun country and everything. It's all in there and it's really nice to hear every time, you know. How did you learn to play like that? Did you just pick it up? Well, uh, I did take some uh, some lessons when I was real young, but you know the kind of standard uh, method, and I wasn't really into it. And then I put it down for the guitar. You know, I played guitar from about like 11 years old. And I, when my brother would be, my brother Andre would be, like at football practice or something, I'd I'd go sneak in his room and play his guitar. <laughs> if you didn't know that yet, and, uh, is he your older brother? Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. So, and then then my uncle gave me a guitar, and then anyway, I, then I played stand up bass with Le Fremi show for a while and triangle. And that was the family. Yeah, the band family that band. Your dad and yep. his brothers. Yeah, and we're still playing. Uh, they've been playing since the eight, early '80s, and uh, and then when I turned like 18, 19, I went when I went up to Nova Scotia to learn French. I brought this is my grandpa's fiddle, and I brought it with me, and I hitchhiked around uh, Canada for a while and uh, Eastern Canada for a few months after the few week immersion program and I learned playing on the streets mainly. So you started playing the fiddle at 19? Uh, not, yeah. Not yeah. nine like mm -hmm. you would have. Well thought. I did kind of start at nine a little bit but then I put it down right, for like right. eight years. So That's amazing. Was well, he do you play anything in your Cajun background? Um, I play the ukulele. You do? Oh. Not enough to play on you this show. Not really? No. <laughs> I did play um, viola for a year. And all I remember is you can't do the chicken wing. I was told that the chicken wing doesn't produce a good sound. I think I do the chicken wing. You think you do the chicken wing? I'm going to watch next time you play. I do it. I'm going to write a song called The, the Buffalo chicken Wing. wing. Yeah. Yeah. The chicken you wing. need to write a song about Let's do it right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, your, your, your wife's uh, uncle was a team a tugboat captain. I was like, already right there. About getting, you know, yeah, you can write on the tablecloth. I mean, there's you got some stuff there. It, it doesn't even have to rhyme. You're just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. It's gonna work. She's probably already written a song works. about him. So, yeah, you know. But Lizzie, you're actually making a movie, making a documentary film about the Lost Boy Ramblers. Isn't yeah, it? we are. So you know more about the Lost Boy Ramblers than anybody on earth. And yet, I still didn't know all that that you just said. I'm like, man, that's interesting. I wish I had my camera. There's a lot of things to learn. There's only so much you can fit in 53 minutes. That's true. That's true too. How yeah. long have you been making the documentary? Is it oh, finished? Man. It's finished. It's coming out next month at the French Film Festival here in New Orleans. Nice. I read that uh, online. It's going to be at yeah. the Britannia Theater on Sunday, February the 17th. Yep. Oh, that's killer. Come on so out. So can we all go? Yeah, you can all come. Okay. Come it's on. open to the public. Yeah. 
Well, Let's do that. Ticketed, and it's called, you know. it's, what, how do you pronounce the name of it? On va continue. Means on va continue. we will continue. Yep. Yeah, we we'll will continue. Uh, yeah. Because uh, at the time when we were, we were, had already announced we were going to take a hiatus and everyone was like, oh, y'all breaking up. What's the matter? No, we just want a little break. We've never taken a break in almost 20 years and just been playing like, you know, like every week and every week, just but on and on. that did strike me as extremely perverse that you guys won the Grammy. You actually won a Grammy. What was it for? For best traditional? Uh, regional Roots. Yeah. Best I mean, it's an actual down. Grammy award. The whole country saw you. You're super famous, and everyone says how great this band is, and played live and everything, and then you decided to take a break. We had already announced we were taking a break before we won. We got it on camera. I can, I can testify. <laughs> do, do you have management? Did someone you're say that's a, Are you the manager? <laughs> really? Did uh, you yeah, think Andre, that was, and I, Andre and I do everything. So. Okay. Did you think maybe that was a crazy idea to sort of take a break right when that's you're at the all peak about, of your... That's what we're all about, crazy ideas. Uh -huh. Okay. Everyone expects you to, like, get a real manager and then yeah. go hit the road and then go play the Orpheum or something. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're like, we're just going to stop. And how about we stop? That sounds good. And so how did it work out, stopping? Was it... Well, then was that's why we have a documentary called On Va Continue because we're going to keep going. No, it was never a question. We just wanted to take... And, of course, our break was full of... Right. We recorded a score and then we put out a previous score and then we made a new score for the documentary and then we were you know so we're not yeah. we're not we just need it we just need a break that's so all you're just sick of it all well, well I mean, we're, not, we're not sick of it we just love it and want to keep loving it and uh and need I mean, a vacation like have anybody I guess. plenty of other bands and yeah right. just just from live perform because so are you famous yeah. now from the grammy did it change anything not really nothing mm -mm. So i mean a, 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 li a little bit a little bit i'm not going to say nothing we have a trophy that's made of metal and <laughs> okay. granite or something right. like that. But you uh, did get that. It's awesome. I mean, it's great. But it, it came with a watch too. Actually, it was pretty it cool. Yeah. You get a watch with it. Huh. Yeah, really nice Italian watch. And uh -huh. my Italian new in-laws had just gotten to town. My wife married a guy from Italy. They just moved. Your to wife America. married a guy from Italy. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. My Plus sister. Getting real Irish up in here. <laughs> I was at my in-laws. <laughs> What am I talking about? So uh, my sister, I need another drink. You have another yeah, drink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll get in there. <laughs> what is that Negroni bourbon thing? What are you yeah, drinking? What is nice. that red Boulevardier? drink? Yeah, that's that, a Boulevardier. Boulevardier. God damn it! That's the third person now who's had. Sure, please. You want another one? Boulevardier. How do you know? But did you hear that here, or did you do you drink that normally? Uh, no, he showed it to me. Ash, Ash is the Boulevardier guy. I like Negronis. I like bourbon. Best yeah. of both worlds. Okay, mm. good deal. But no, so to, sorry, yes. so just sorry. to not say that my wife married an Italian guy. Yeah. <laughs> my sister married an Italian guy, and when the Italian family came to America, the Grammy it took like three months to arrive in the mail, and it arrived the day that they were on our house, and it came with an Italian watch, and they're like, oh, see. Molto, molto senti, or whatever they said. Ah. Like, like wow. yeah, nice watch. So nice who, watch. who knew that the Grammy came with an Italian watch? That's interesting. I wonder what the connection is there. Who knows? Somebody's paying off somebody. Just, it's probably just, something different just, every year. Yeah, you know, last year it was like a bag, bag of Smart Pop or something. <laughs> Sweet swag. Six yeah. pack of Coke. So Brandon, what's your idea? What are you trying to achieve? Would you like to win a Grammy? What are you? What's the goal? <laughs> no, I'll never win a Grammy because I have no musical ability. Well, what's, now, what's the goal? You're trying to be famous. You're trying yes. to be like a big well, shot. No, no, I'm not trying to be famous. I'm what trying, are you trying to be? Well, I am trying to uh, build this podcast platform and make a living off of it eventually. Um, because I think... So that, are we. Well, it's nice. Yeah, that works yeah. Out. Um, well, if you have any tips, I would love to no, hear them. We don't, we're on year nine, actually, are we? <laughs> You're this is our ninth year, Andrew? I, I couldn't tell you, I man. Think something like that. Well, the started, setup is very professional. This is, this is better well, than we I bought, have. Well, we bought these on Amazon, these okay. cables and these microphones. 
and I would plug them in, and everyone, everyone knows what they're doing. But you're doing this all by yourself. I am right now. I but mean, how I, do you make this? Because I've listened to the couple of three or four of your podcasts, actually. What's it called? Oh, thank you. Um, it's Dreamster uh, Media. Is the what's company. the actual? The, the Dreamster podcast is just called. The, yeah. That's good branding. Yeah, I just keep it keep it consistent. Okay, so it sounds super professional and slickly produced. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Then so you're just doing all this at home on your yeah iTunes or whatever. Most of it, yeah. I do most of it. I write it. I record it. I kind of write what the sound effects are going to be, and I actually uh, have someone in LA that I work with who produces it, puts it all together. Okay. But I'll kind of tell him like, I'm, "There's a lot going on in my head," so I'm like, "I want this sound effect here. I hear this going on," and then, and then he kind of nice. puts it in there. And so, so the whole story that I've heard, I've heard like the first five episodes. Are there five? Are there more than five? Um, there's five right now. Yep, you're right. It's yep. very cleverly put together. It's very well written, oh, so you. that it's well, not just a chronological spewing out of your life story yeah, nobody cares about that it's really cleverly like woven together the bits and it goes back and forward and then you go forward you're going to find out about how i got went to jail and then it comes back and <laughs> fills in the blanks about it's really it's really well well done yeah so what how what's but i see the idea is the, the content of it is that you want to be a famous broadcaster yeah, I guess yeah, you, you could say that. So yeah, the, well, the way you I, say that. Yeah, I, I I do say that once in the episode, um, in a couple of the episodes. Um, but yeah, my main goal is when I say being famous, I don't mean like I need to have a bunch of Instagram followers or anything. But I just want to make a living on what I feel that like my talent is and what I always wanted to do. And I structure the show in a way that's it's my story. So it's not like so I have a lot of different topics I'll talk about, like lifestyle design, uh, you know, overcoming things that get in the way of your dreams or that hold you back. But that's kind of dry. So I, I structure it as like my story. And then if it's not about me, I'll talk about someone else who get, you know, I talk about Robert Downey Jr. and all his alcohol problems and things that, you know, his career was on life support and then he turned it around. So I try to like make it interesting. So if nothing else, even if you don't care about this stuff, it's an interesting uh, listen. And yes, I, I talk about the one time I went to jail as well. That was the first Are episode. Are you doing this as like some sort of therapy for yourself? <laughs> it kind of sounds like that sometimes. It sounds like a, a group therapy session. Well, um, is it really? That? Uh, Are you getting this all out of your system so that you can have told your story and then move on to something? Uh, I don't know. That's maybe, Or is this story... Maybe subconsciously, that is. I don't know. Ask me in a couple of years. That might have been what I was trying to do. I don't know. I don't know what's motivating to do it. Motivating me to do it that way. Well, what's the deal? Are people listening to it? Are you getting it's feedback? Brand new. Yeah, it's, it's off to a good start. Um, it's actually a rebranding of a show that I launched a couple of years ago that I just didn't like the way I was producing it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's off to a good start. Not okay. a huge audience yet, but we'll get there. Okay. And the other show, you've got a couple of shows up on dreamstomedia.com. Yeah. And one of them is a game show. Yes, yes. What the heck is all that about? I didn't manage to get that to work. Uh, oh, it did, you didn't? No, oh, I clicked God. on it and oh, it just came up Heads all weird. Roll. Uh, it's a podcast game show is the name of that one. And it's a trivia show. It's like an audio version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So if you like trivia, I have guests on and I ask them a bunch of questions. You were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I was a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's a central part of what? Is this tied to the time you were in jail or (laughs) (laughs) That is about a year apart. Yeah, that was an interesting year. Enough of a connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Who was your friend that you phoned? um, They didn't do that when I was on the show. They got rid of that. Wow. Um, It was Ask the Audience 50-50, so you get rid of two of the answers, and then... um, Skip the question. Oh. Lifelines. 
So okay. has anyone um, ever skipped the million dollar question? You're not allowed to do that. I don't think. <laughs> you can't do that. No, I don't think so. Oh. How much did you go home with? Um, I, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen to season one oh. of my show because wow. I kind of come back to that episode in the end. It's not what you would think happened. Zero um, dollars. No, I came back with more than zero dollars. <laughs> so we're going to have to listen to the whole. Thing. You're going to have to listen to the whole season one. It's only twelve episodes. Okay, but so we won't know till the end of the twelfth episode how much. So you got this whole thing planned out. We, have we ever planned that's out awesome. anything on the show? <laughs> no. We've never planned out a single. We that's the premise of the show. Yeah, that's, I've got this. Yeah, this is our producer Graham DePonte yeah. and, and our music producer Monique Pyle sends me that's these great. things. Yeah, so this is this is our, and then I go through them and I underline things. That's See, <laughs> I underline <laughs> dreams to media. Boom. And then I. What'd you write up, down there in the corner? What's that? Clint Duhon. It's the name of the dog. <laughs> you need to check out his Spotify. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's on iTunes, I heard. The dog has a Instagram. songs for another podcast. <laughs> hey, talking of Duhon, what about playing a song, Andrew? We've missed you for a month or so. Yeah, I can oh. play you one. Have you got anything lined up? Sure. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, okay. A, a get fiddle. What would you like yeah. to talk about until... OPP? <laughs> that's where I know you're from. No, he'd still be in there. Can, can I just dispel? I got arrested for a DUI, but I was never, never got a convicted of it that was it it wasn't Amen. I didn't Amen. murder anyone or anything like that and this was Congrats. in Florida you got this was in Jacksonville okay, Florida okay, cool, cool. which is probably I don't know it was probably not worse than OPP but it wasn't good Definitely. but you were actually in jail <laughs> oh yeah for a weekend that was it a but, weekend yeah that's pretty long they, they put the whole <laughs> you know inmate like uniform a... you have a number it was, it was a nightmare for a weekend yeah that can feel like a long time who bailed you who bailed you out oh my uh, oh uh, it was my dad God, how embarrassing. He kept hanging up on the bail bondsman. He thought it was a telemarketer. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. You ever heard of a, a song called Hi, Dad, I'm in Jail? No. It's an awesome song by a band called Was Not Was. C-Rock can find it for us. Uh, Don Was. Yeah, Don Was and his brother David Was have a band called Was Not Was, and they do this awesome song. Here's Graham DePonte right now. Do a great song called Hey, Dad, I'm in Jail. Let's see if I can. Yeah. Hey, Dad, I'm in Jail. Oh. Okay. So the Cajun guys are conferring. All right. Yeah. Here. Are you good? Oh, yeah. Are you playing along? <laughs> I'm making him change the key for me. Okay, cool. All right. He's graciously doing it. This is all right. Okay, what song are we listening to, Andrew? Oh, man, you? you know, try and in the efforts of always playing you something new, here's yes. something that's not finished. Okay. Does it have, even have a title? Uh, um, ask me when I finish it, I guess. Okay. I Louis, what's the insurance like on getting my eye poked out with that? <laughs> uh, I've never done it so far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All Amazingly. right. Okay, I think it goes like this. Everybody choose a side You get yours But not before I get mine You get yours Not before I get mine Stick to the facts And back up what you already know Stick to the facts And back up what you already know Facts that back up what you already Stick to the side of the tracks That back up to your childhood home 
Hold on, stop. Somebody's bleeding. Follow the drip drop. Somebody's bleeding. Hold on, stop. Somebody's bleeding. Hold on, stop. Yes, somebody's bleeding. Follow the drip drop. Somebody's bleeding. Hold on, stop. Who can stop the bleeding? together for the very first time. Totally unrehearsed. How do you like that, Brandon? That was, that was amazing. What do you think, Lizzie? I loved it. Good job, y'all. You, you hey, guys no chicken time. wing. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Were you watching the technique there? Oh, I kind of get my eye on it. All right. Mm -hmm. Wonderful song. That's a nice song. Oh, thanks. You yeah. know, just little, nice. little bits and pieces, you know. Did you write that on the road? Patchwork. Uh, yeah, you know, like, it's like paper mache. You just, like, take the scraps that come one at a time, and then you put them together. So how did you like being out on the road for the last month? Was it good to get the hell out of here? Or? Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, well, mm, well, I, it's all, you miss it after you get give yourself time to miss it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, both of them, the road and being home. Uh, yeah. Hence, hence the hiatus. That's right. Yeah, you that's why you wanted to just spend some time at home. That's not like all these artists. They do, you know, they like put out an album and then they stop touring for a while. We don't, you know, most Louisiana bands just play constantly. Mm. That, was, that was a nice song though. I like the drip because it's like the blood drip and the IV drip. You know, nice dude. Ah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool that you can never have heard that, and you well, no one's heard that song probably. Right. What does it do? You just do you just listening? What are you listening for, Louis, when you're playing along with something like that? Well, first you got to make sure you're in the right key, <laughs> and then yeah, and then you know, <laughs> you got to. I was getting too into it, and I missed some chords. So, but you know, you, so you got to stay like partially, like aware, and then partially into it. In it, right? <laughs> was he? How did you end up making films? Um, so I 
was either this or medical school. I mean, <laughs> I'm to be completely honest. Really, that Cajun was your Catholic. Catholic. Cajun Catholic. Mm. Why didn't you go? Right. Why didn't you go to medical school? That would have been a really excellent idea. Because she's not Cajun. Because Catholic. I like the show House so much, pop- which kind of told me. Yeah. I'm probably getting the wrong idea of the medical, you know, side of things, and also I'm so upset with the TV show that I'm letting it make my life choices. So I was like, maybe I'll just go into film. And my mom was like, you know, hon, you're what? always watching the second DVD. You should go to film school. This is verbatim. Mom, you said this. Remember that? And that's what did she mean by the second DVD? You know, like the one with all the special features. Right. And like behind the scenes. Commentary. Commentary. So you were obsessed with the TV show House. So you could either have gone into ago. TV shows or medicine. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. There's a lot more to it, too, but that's the podcast version. Okay. Yeah. What's the, what's the real version? The real version is I didn't want to do anything boring and... Film was the first thing I tried, and it really stuck. And right. I, I was lucky enough to pick to. something I really liked. I don't know. I didn't really do film growing up. It's just something I went to college for, and it really I met go, the right people. Where did you go to college? Did I went you? to the University of New Orleans. They have an awesome. So film you went school. to the film school at UNO. Yeah. So you're actually fun. someone who went to film school and became a filmmaker. It happens so rarely. Yeah. But yeah, it happened. That is cool. Yeah, I met my whole team there. I think that was really wow. the reason I stayed really? in it. It's all my people. So you're like a whole mm. bunch of people who've like formed a band in college and then went on and did it. Yeah. And, and we're just trying to tour it. the world. That's just that what is, we're trying yeah. to do. That is pretty cool. So what yeah. sort of stuff do you make at this work light pictures? You know, so we started out making uh, commercials to make the money and then short films on the weekends whenever we had the right. extra income. Uh, but after about five years of work light being a thing, we've now been able to start doing feature films, which is what we want to do. Our first feature film will actually be on Va Continue with the Ramblers, um, bless them. And, and you directed that? I produced it. I'm a producer. Okay. I'm a director of sorts. But so who's directing that? Someone else? Uh, Bruno Doria, who's like my, my other half. Okay. He does all the visuals, so he's a cinematographer. Okay. And, uh, so you're the directed. business person? I'm, yeah, I'm more the business side. Ah. Yeah. But I get to get creative every now and then. She makes everything happen. Maybe that's the manager. Make sure it happens. Maybe you'd be looking for a manager. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't do better than oh, you. Don't want <laughs> so you so you put the whole deal together. So you found the money to make this. Yeah, we. How yeah. did you do that? Actually, well, it actually kind of. Well, we started doing it for free. Uh, we started shooting with them in 2016. Was when we met, and they kind of just started from there. We liked them. They liked us, so we started to follow them around. So we weren't really filming a documentary until it was already filmed in a weird way. Yeah, then we that's got a grant. actually super weird. Yeah. So people are just following you around with cameras and they're not actually making a documentary. <laughs> you know, we're, we do like to do things backwards. Uh, and then we got filming, film funding through a grant, um, the Crete, Louisiana grant, which kind of kickstarted. I'm like, oh, now we have money. We can actually finish the thing. And then we did a Kickstarter to kind of round off the rest of the funding. Um, and here we are. What does it cost to make something it? like this? Oh, I can't tell you that. That's not public it's information in the budget? Is hundreds of millions of dollars. Is it, hundreds <laughs> is it a lot millions. cheaper than you think, or is it a lot more expensive than you think? Um, well, we did a lot of things for free. It probably shouldn't have cost what it cost, um, but we have a really small, dedicated team, me, Bruno, and uh, one other guy, Lee, really doing a lot of the, a lot of the footwork. Um, and then the Ramblers just being cool enough to really let us come with them. Well, they're not going to charge you, are they? Sometimes right. they do. No, most what? of them. Are you don't serious? tell them that. But I'm just Is that a fact? When you see a documentary on something like... Yeah, you could hire someone to, to let you... We have to pay to get in the door to our shows. And <laughs> we do have to buy drinks every now and then. So we paid our dues. Well, that's interesting. I didn't realize that those documentaries about bands that you see on Netflix and so on, that they... The Sometimes they'll be paid, yeah. 
Huh? Did you guys know I'm, that? I'm sorry. What happened? Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, they they this is a passion um, project. Yeah. Well, they made our own first and only music video. Worklight Pictures did. Okay. Uh, for a song called Aloha Golden Meadow, and uh, we had to go through the OPP lawsuit for a little bit. And uh, what? And well, not, it didn't have to do with OPP. I was just joking, but <laughs> we did have to go through a, a, a suit, and it was, you know, somebody very, somebody sued you guys. Yeah, well, it's, I can't talk about it, but it's right. Legally, or you don't want to talk about it? But no, it's fine. Uh, say, who's, yeah, no, who sued you? No, it's someone that was in the band, you know. Oh, and one of band, those things. It was then, all their idea. Yes, right. exactly. They yeah. started the band. Right, me and right, Andre right. to be yeah. found. And right. then next thing you know, everybody's got one. So we made this song called Aloha Gold Meadow. Andre wrote it. Uh, kind of as like Peace. a stress relief. It was like this real relaxing beach song about being at the beach at Golden Meadow, which if coastal erosion continues, it will be a beach. Right. And this, so it's about, it's a double message. It's relax and That's watch cool. out for global warming. Mm -hmm. And they made the video, which came out amazing, our only music video. Huh. And we met, got along, and then, yeah, they started uh, following us around, filming. They even came to New York with us for the Grammys. And so you got that all on film. The Grammys are all in the documentary. It's a lot. Yeah, we did go to the Grammys. All we right. couldn't go in, and we can't what? use the footage from the Grammys. Uh, but you know what? We we made our own way, as the Cajuns do. We kind of made exactly. a DIY version. That is pretty uh, funny. They won't let you use the footage of you winning just, a Grammy. It's just Why? really expensive. We yeah, tried. Speaking of expensive, exactly. Really they make you have to like get clearance. Yeah, exactly. Can I tell them how we recreated it? My lawyer's here. I should probably be really careful. If, uh, <laughs> that's the film's lawyer over there. This is our lawyer. Right I never right. got to oh, meet okay. you. Was, Hey, so can so, I tell them how we met, how we reenacted the Grammys? Please. You <laughs> faked up. You we faked up a Grammy. Dramatization. Well, so, oh, no, no, don't tell them. Don't, <laughs> okay, don't no, tell okay, them. Okay, you okay. have to come see the movie. Yes, yeah, thank you. But, uh, it's great though. It's great how we okay. did it. So perfect. Marie Antoinette was involved. Yes. Marie Antoinette just taking imagine. shots out of Grammys. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Beautiful oh. women everywhere. What happens if you? Way better than the real Grammys. With heads. With heads still on. Mm. What What is Scarlett Johansson talking of Marie Antoinette got to do with you guys? She, uh... How, do you get, how did you know her? She did her Tom Waits cover album at Dockside Studios. Ah, okay. Where we record most of our albums. And uh, our producer, Corey Ritchie, happened to be the house engineer. Uh, you know, spent a lot of time with her and uh, her husband at the time. And uh, when we went to make... Mammoth Waltz, he, Corey Ritchie produced it. And we said, man, it'd be great to have a female voice on this song. And to reach out to Scarlett. She speaks French. She was all into it. No so, way. Wow. Okay. Yep. Huh. And, uh, so she's single again now, Scarlett Johansson? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Brandon, are you paying attention? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your situation? Are you married, single? Or I am not. I am single. I'm, you're single? I'm single. Were you ever married? Uh, no, I was not. Okay. Not, not even in not the a jail? jail for one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't like to talk okay, about that. Bad. That is bad. Okay, we've got to keep moving along, right along here. So, Louis, what about another song? We can fit it in. All right, but Andrew got Andrew's play playing with you? Okay. Uh, I'll try, dude. What you okay. got? Yeah. All right, so let's do something in... Uh, let's, do, let's do the Rookie Pong, which is the song for our, our camp in Milton. And uh, it's just... Let's just do it in G&D. Mm -hmm. But, uh, okay, I see you tune down. So it's uh, about, it's about right next to Dockside Studios. We have our camp, which is how we, we recorded our first album at our camp called La Rue Quipon. And uh, then we came to find out that Dockside Studios is right across the Vermilion from the camp. And we started making records there. 
and it makes a called the Vermilion Vortex is on the Vermilion. There's like Wawee's bar up the road, and this song is about all that. So. Show and Andrew Duyon together for the second time. <laughs> That's right. That was great. What do you call that song again? Uh, Allons à la rue qui pont. Uh, rue qui pont is the hanging wheel. This old camp uh, my grandpa had bought with a bunch of Cajun Catholic priests back in the day. And then. Your grandpa bought a camp with a bunch of Cajun Catholic priests. Don't, don't get any ideas. But uh, so, uh, yeah, and it, and it became a retreat for this one called Monsignor Mouton. Uh, excuse me, not Monsignor, Monsignor Segur. And, uh, and then he kind of had it, his is Walden. You know, it's beautiful, it's out in the nature, it's in the corner of Lafayette Parish. And then we ended up leasing it from his family for a long time. And then I from lived- From whose family? From the from Monsignor wasn't? Yeah, his, his relatives inherited it after. Anyway, okay. and then, uh, so we leased it for them and I, li I lived there for a little while before I built my house. Did it have spirits and ghosts in it? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah. What kind of spirits were they? Well, um, I've heard of people who have seen, I, I haven't myself, but a few people I know have seen spirits that might look like people that used to live there. Uh, and then right next door was a guy named Sidney Bork, who was on the first cover of our album. Right. And his daughter, Ethel May. Right. So whenever we put the first album out, We've, we met his daughter, Ethel May, who's in the documentary, 
and uh, just amazing people. Mr. Sidney, he hunted, fished, and farmed for all his food and everything, and barely, barely had a dime or a social security number, but lived an amazing, you know, amazing connected life. And we knew him as children, didn't speak a word of English. And uh, his wife would make beignets and a little real thick coffee. And uh, met his daughter Ethel years later after he had died. And she became a very close friend. Uh, so it's a real, real interesting little area. And then we found out Dockside Studios is right, like you can see it. We never even knew you can see it across the bayou. You didn't even know it was a And we didn't even studio. know it was a studio. We were sitting there trying to make our own albums in there. <laughs> and uh, wow. yeah, so, so that song is about, uh, is about the Rue Pong, but it's based off of a, uh, another Nathan right. Abshaw song called Alonso La Couture 2, which is another camp where he used to go moss collecting. So. Wow. Yes. So, Brendan, are you thinking about reconnecting with your Cajun past now? Um, yeah, I need to do it more. I try, but everything that you just said is just like the magical part about <laughs> That's what I mean. Cajun what, life. Why would you walk away from that? I didn't. I'm not walking away. I didn't choose to. It just. Uh, I thought you did choose to. Uh, well, uh, no. Oh well, I guess I mis I've changed the spelling of my name, but. Uh, but I used to connect it in any way to. Well, I mean, this is like magical to hear it is. Story. It all is. Gotta, it's it's awesome. Talk, all you gotta do is talk to the whole. I mean, you know, you, you, just, you talk to the, to the elders, and then they. Oh yeah. Just, you know exactly. I go back there, uh, visit family as often as I can. It's it's where, awesome. Where is your family living? Say Martinville. So they're still there. So you're the yeah. only one who got out. My extended family. Yeah. Yeah. And what about your parents? Did they move here as well, or are they still? Yeah, they got married here, and that's why I grew up here. Okay. But then they live in, uh, one's in Pensacola, one's in, uh, my parents, uh, dad's in Asheville, North Carolina. So, so all over. We're all over the country. One, your mom lives in Pensacola, mm -hmm. and your dad's in Asheville, North Carolina. Do you know if BR is a, uh, is it French Creole, probably? Because, uh, you know, uh, St. Martinville, they used to call it Petit Paris. Oh, really? Because Saint Martinville of all places. Because after the, it's in, it's got a huge Acadian of the Evangeline connect the Evangeline. Yeah. Oak. That's where she apparently, Evangeline ended up Longfellow's Evangeline, and she turned into a tree while she was waiting for her lover who never came. And well, by the time he got there, it's kind of like Romeo and Juliet. This but, was uh, this was allegedly happened in Saint Martinville. Well, she ended up. She came from Acadie during the deportation. It ended up in Saint Martinville, wow. where Gabriel came to find him. He he couldn't find her and then met another lover and then she died waiting for him and he finally found her something like that and uh but saint martinville was called petit paris because after the french revolution so many of these very you know very wealthy french aristocratic who were scared of robespierre cutting their head off came to saint martinville brought all their fancy court dresses and everything they had like an opera house and everything in saint martinville they called it petit paris because a lot of those people relocated to St. Martinville. What happened to to their to those people and to, to all their wealth that they must have brought with them? Did they start businesses or did they just spend it all and when it was all gone they were Yeah, I mean Cajun fishermen? Who knows? I mean Civil War probably took it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is, what happened to the there was an opera house in St. Martinville. Is that still there? I believe it's uh I'm not, I'm not sure what condition it's in, but right. there's a lot of amazing architecture in St. Martinville. I didn't even know that. Have you been? Do you go there? You've been? Yeah, yeah. So you know all about this, too. That was about you, a year ago. Yeah, I do know. I've heard that Petit Paris before. Yeah, there's yeah. like a little cafe Petit Paris there and all that. Right. But they make brioche and stuff, and which so, is like bread with some butter and sugar on it or something. <laughs> why is it called St. Martinville, and why don't we say it with some sort of French? Well, St. Martin de Tours. 
is the church there, and then he he was a very important saint, I guess. Do you know who he was? I, I should no. have a better no. answer. No. I'm, I'm bad case. Saint Martin de Tours so, is pretty heavy. I'm pretty sure. Brandon, what did you do before you became a media superstar? <laughs> Uh, I potential lived. I had a boring career in finance and then commercial real estate. Okay, so yeah. have you made a whole bunch of money and now you can afford yeah. to finance your own? I wouldn't say that. Superstardom? No, yeah, no, no. I have not made a bunch of money at all. This is all uh, flying by the seat of my pants. So we'll okay. see what happens. So how are you financing Superstardom? Because this is not cheap. What is this slick sounding? It's, it's, it's a little cheap. Yeah. Okay. It's cheap now. It sounds expensive. Yeah, I, I need to spend some more money on it. Probably. I got it's, some savings. It sounds bit, pretty slick. You know? How are you financing the whole thing though? Just savings. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But have you got a have you got a business plan? No. Do you have a day it's job? all in my head. Well, I, I'm not saying if you got it written down. And do you have a plan to make money out of this? Not yet. The plan is grow an audience, and then okay. there's different ways to monetize it, as I'm sure you know. So I well, just got to figure out the best ways to do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what's your? You don't have a plan though. You're just going to try and get a whole bunch of people to listen to this thing and then figure it out. Yes. Because that's what we're doing. I was going to mm -hmm. say he's looking and for a plan. Yeah. Well, if you got step one, yeah. build an audience. Step three, profit. Yeah. I don't know about well, step two. <laughs> step two, <laughs> got the sort of step missing two, link uh, there. Steal underpants. Yeah. Step two is wait for someone to notice what you're doing and then be like hey we need you over here and i mean that's how us musicians gotta survive is just diversity you know you don't right. you can't just like rely on one thing i mean yeah. generally our, that's a good point our thing is to promote skincare products on our instagram yeah, in exchange for free skincare products <laughs> that's usually what we do yeah. what about yeah. marrying scarlett johansson that would that's plan c yeah okay. yeah she's single and available step four i hear that i hear that and i'm sure someone i don't know that she's i don't know single, that right? no, she's well, as far as we know c-rock knows not it. single she's uh dating oh, she... the guy from snl who does weekend up damn it exactly uh, call. something good call Okay. Aww, you didn't you used to, didn't you used to work in television? Didn't you work for I, David I Letterman? I did. I worked for David Letterman in college. Yeah, it was amazing. No. Like I said, well, how could you not use that to get into a media superstardom? Why are you uh, now podcasting like us? It was like, awesome, but I didn't want to live in New York after that. I thought I would. I thought well, that was my dream. But uh, I thought you would too, seeing you want to be a media superstar. Yeah, That's where the world is. The, the realities of yeah. media in 2006 were not great. And someone has to die at the Late Show for someone to actually get a job there. So what were you doing? You were an intern. I was an intern, yeah. But I got to meet all the guests. I got to meet all the celebrities every day. That's pretty so that cool. Was, well, who did you meet? Uh, let's see: Tom Cruise, Lance Armstrong, not Scarlett Johansson, uh, Fergie, Jessica oh, Simpson. Okay. Back in the day when she was at like the height of her fame, <laughs> it was awesome. Tom Cruise was the nicest person ever. And what do you have to do with them? You have to make them feel comfortable and hang out with yeah, them. I have to get whatever they want. I have to go to the store and get all their assorted things oh. that they want for their room. People come to a show like that, like Tom Cruise, and need stuff from the store. Mm -hmm. Like what? Oh yeah, cigarettes. I think Jessica Simpson needed assorted gums. Assorted, assorted gums. gums. The writer, like, dude. Yeah. How's your writer? Don't have yeah. one. Yeah, the writer. It's the writer. And give him the swag That's bag, late show mug and stuff. Didn't you think you'd have that organized if you were a superstar? Yeah, this is good stuff for you to know now you're going to be a superstar. That's the part of being a superstar that you get to do. I can't wait. You get to just what, think no of it on the moment. Whatever. Oh, won't that be nice? <laughs> it sure Lizzie, will. It's going to be it great. Are you looking for superstardom, Lizzie? Are you looking to win an Academy Award? I want a sort of gums award? brought to me. Yeah, yeah sure. And what sort of gums do you like? Watch. What's your favorite flavor? I mean, Juicy I feel like fruit? they should know. You, get, you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't have to tell them what three favorite gums are. You right. get a sword of okay. gums so that you can take, like, two chews of each and then throw them on the ground and exactly. get another one. Ah, you know? nice. That's how you know you've really flavor. made it. That's right. When you can or be so on the I David Letterman show. Or so I can seem shot. like a good friend that'll be like, hey, anybody want gum? Uh -huh. You know? I'll be that friend. Your brother did that. Andre did that for me. And I was like, that's a very specific type of person who's like, hey, anybody in the room want gum? Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's he's like, nice. That's, that's a nice, really, that's truly a nice, nice thing to do. Yeah. Man. Other than what would you normally do? You would because inside pour your gum because yeah. you like, do it discreetly so no one knows. Right. Because internally you're really a bitch and you would you wouldn't exactly you wouldn't want to share the gum. Perfect explanation. Right. Right there. My personality. Right. That's it. Hey, listen. Happy hours today being brought to us by Basics on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue, where you can get fine lingerie. And swim and gym wear a full range of fashion swimsuits with workout and yoga clothes with style. And Hangover Destroyer also are the only all-natural products medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you go to hdestroyer.com, that's a website, and you write happy hour in the coupon code, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, and you too can seize the dawn. And thank you also to the Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, culture, and heritage, some of which we actually did accomplish today here on Happy Hour. If you'd like to be a member of our Patreon family, go to patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as a dollar a month, that's how we're making 12 bucks a month. Hell yes. You can be a member of our Patreon family, Brandon, so you could do the Patreon. Yeah. C-Rock is in charge of our... 13. C-Rock and Asher. We're up to $13 a month now. So, I don't know whether that pays for much gum, but... 14. I'll give you a fourth. You can, you can sign up for another All right. dollar. All right. See, the thing we're making a mistake here is we, it's as little as a dollar a month. Mm. Oh. But you can give it a lot more than that if you'd like to be a subscriber at $100 a month. So I'm not suggesting you do that, Brandon, but this could be a business model. I love it. Do it. Okay. All right. Well, Brandon Beard, spelt B E E Y A R D, but actually spelt B U L L I A R D. Correct. Thanks for being here. We, we put a link to your stuff on our website. It's Dreamster Media. Dot com. Yep. Thank and you. And if you really make it big, just remember us, okay? Uh, I will. I'll try. I'll okay. try. I'll try. It's and been Liz, a pleasure. Okay. It's been great to have you. It's great to meet you. Lizzie Gitro, thank you for being here as well. Yeah, thanks for you, having me. Your movie, On Va Continue, is at the Britannia Theater on Sunday, the 17th of February. I have a question. So we need to if get we, If we can't make it that that day, well, what's our next chance? Or do we so have a chance? So it's playing twice at the festival, again on Tuesday the 19th, or it'll be available at many more festivals in New Orleans and hopefully across the world Great. in 2019. Okay. And eventually maybe on Netflix. I think it's technically around the world because it's round. Around the world. Across. Oblong the world. Oh, okay. Flat world. And it's called Envoy Continue. But in the meantime, we could make an effort. Can't you get there on the 17th? I can't. I'm out of town. Where are you going to be? I'll be in Utah. Oh, nice. Well, you know what? I'll take my phone into the theater. That's a and thing. And record that's it and send it to you. Because I'm sure turn that's a blind legal. Because yeah. after all, they. Just FaceTime me. They still FaceTime me. Okay, put the whole thing on. Yeah. Okay. And the star, of course, of the movie On By Continue is Louis Michaud, along with the rest of his band, The Lost By Your Ramblers. Thank you so much for being here. Thank it's been so great to meet you. Thanks me. for coming it's on down. It's been fun. I got to play with Andrew for the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and second time. And here, uh, <laughs> Bouillard's Bouillard story. Yeah. And Guitro. Yeah, and Guitro. Learn. We know, we Learn found probably it. way too much. Yeah. I wonder if I could be, is there any way I could become a Cajun for the next show? Next time we do this. Yeah, they make these honorary Cajun mugs and certificates <laughs> and stuff. Where would I get one Come of those? Come to Black from? Pot Camp. That's where that's you where get, you get yeah, your That's where you Cajun. learn how to be Cajun's Black okay. Pot. Yeah, man. All right, let's do you it. You go when to the camp it? and you come out Cajun. That's, that's amazing. It. That's I feel like some... you have to eat something as initiation, like a, a raccoon live frog. or a live frog. Live frog. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I'm not actually a Cajun then. Damn it. Have you ever, how many live frogs have you eaten? I've eaten plenty of fried ones, but not a live frog. I've eaten fried frogs. 
frog legs. Fro- I don't like the idea of that at all. They're not good. Oh, they're so good. Really? Yeah, they're great. This like is chicken. where we... Yeah, man. Okay. It doesn't have to be like chicken to be good. Like, that doesn't qualify something as good food. Oh, Next it tastes time like chicken. Next time, what is new all right. <laughs> Monsieur Biot, have you ever tried frog's legs? Oh, that every Christmas. Are you yeah, serious? No. It's a no. Christmas delicacy I, I, at the I, Biot? I have not had that pleasure. I guess I need to go do that. You need to get Cajun. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. Get your frog's legs. I'm yeah. a bad Cajun. I know. They're everywhere, <laughs> especially wherever you find frogs. Find frogs. Yeah, fraud hunting. Okay, joke's over. Thank you very much to our producer, Graham DuPonte, our associate producer, April Lovestolf, our music producers, Christian Unruh and Monique Pyle. Our technical director is Thomas Walsh, and our show is engineered today by Colin Peter, and our Facebook live feed director who put this whole thing on Facebook. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can see the whole thing on our It's New Orleans Facebook page. That was all done by Asher Griffith. Our fact check and social media connector is Andrew Searock. Searock, our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright while drinking alcohol for about 60 minutes, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com where you can find many other hours we made here that are just as happy previous to this show along with some other shows we make around here including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker and our award-winning podcast about death called Death the Podcast. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on a bunch of time-sucking social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all of it we're called It's New Orleans. And you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Facebook page and on our Instagram feed as well. All these photos were taken today by Jill Lafleur, also Cajun. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment if you've got one to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can follow us and get Happy Hour delivered to you each week. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Freight Street, Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone around, or Duyong, sorry, everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at INO Broadcasting, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more happy hour.